how do I write a second verse, the dreaded second verse? I would argue the second verse is the hardest part of a song to write. It takes the longest to write. It also feels like the least rewarding part to write. It seems like the one part of the song that you almost can phone in and get away with it. But I would say, no, it's an incredibly important part of the song. It's an X factor in your song. If you get a second verse right, that's where you can go from a good song to a great song. So today we're going to talk about how to write a good second verse. Friend. Welcome to the third episode in our current series where we are breaking down how to write every single part of a song. If you've been joining us, then you already know that we are taking sort of a zoomed out view, right? Because if we talk details, that's that's when I start to just give you a template. But songs don't have templates, really. The closest we get to templates is like we normally have a verse, chorus, bridge structure, right? Like there are some structural elements, just like there are certain structures to a story. But if if we started talking about like, use this chord and like do this melody, like all of a sudden creativity goes out the window, right? So we're talking big picture and foundational concepts of like, what is the purpose of this part of the song? Let's really think about what, like why this part of the song exists and what makes that part of the song either good or not good based on its general role within the song. So that's sort of what we're talking about. Um, If you have not watched the other videos or listened to the other podcasts, if you're on YouTube, I will post the entire playlist so you can watch it from beginning to end. It will go in order of how a song generally goes. So first verse, chorus, second verse, etc. But... Today, we are talking about second verse, which I'm very excited about because I think the second verse has a couple of things that make it difficult, but also special. And I alluded to that in the intro. So the first part is I think that the second verse is the hardest part of the song to write, specifically with lyrics, right? Because you essentially, once you write the first verse, musically, you've more or less written the second verse, right? Usually it's the same melody, the same chords. Um, So the only thing that's really going to change are the lyrics, and then usually your arrangement will change, or hopefully it changes. Uh, There are some exceptions to that, but generally you want the arrangement of your second verse to be different than your first verse, probably a little bigger um, as far as like, you know, more instruments layered in and stuff like that, uh, which we'll get into a little deeper. But Lyrically, I think it's the hardest part of a song to write. And, and you know, honestly, it's not uncommon for me to maybe spend half of my entire lyric writing time on getting that second verse right. Um, I've even gone so far, I think a song I've written recently where I had three different choruses, meaning all of the choruses had the same melody, but different lyrics, right? So three different ones, three verses in total, So that's six different lyrical parts so far and two bridges, eight. So eight total lyrical parts. I'm pretty sure even in that song, I ended up spending almost as much time getting that second verse right as as most of the rest of the song combined. (laughs) It's one eighth of the lyrics in the sense of, you know, how, how many different parts. So I think the second verse is is difficult, but it's the most rewarding 
So you're not going to have a good song. You're not even going to have a passable song if you don't have a good first verse, right? Because people are just going to turn it off before it even gets to the chorus. And first verse is sort of that introduction that makes somebody either care about the rest of your song or not, or they could get turned off from it right away, right? So first introduction, which is that first verse usually, and then the chorus, right? If, if you don't have a good chorus in your song, like your toast, right? Can you think of a song you like that you would say, eh, it doesn't really have a good chorus? Maybe, but it's probably like one or two, right? We all have that one or two songs that we're like, I really love the verses of this song, but the chorus is kind of a disappointment. Um, and we still like that song anyway. There's maybe a couple. But for the most part, if you were to like choose your top 100 songs, your favorite 100 songs, almost all of them, you like the chorus, right? And you probably like that first verse. Um, but I think that the second verse is one of two parts of a song that are really X factors between having a passable or good, okay song and a great song. Uh, the other one is the bridge, which we're going to talk about later. Uh, but I think the second verse is the X factor that is most underappreciated and most underserved, especially when you look at beginner songwriters. Almost always the second verse is where you just see the super cringe lyrics that are like, Ugh, I can tell you just like threw these lyrics in there to fit the template of the first verse, right? Because because part of the difficulty of a second verse is you have the same melody, so you have the same syllables to work with, but now you have to write a new lyric, right? Unlike a chorus, where it's usually the exact same lyrics every time, or a bridge, which is a brand new piece of music. Sorry for hitting the mic. So unlike the bridge, um, where, you, where you have a whole new bit of music, right? A second verse, and then really any verse besides the first verse, you already have certain syllables to fit, but you need to come up with new lyrics, right? So that's that's part of that difficulty. The other part of the difficulty is the part of the story that's contained in that second verse, right? If you have a third verse and a first verse, which of course you have a first verse, but if you have a third verse, it's it's easier to get the beginning and the end of a story right, right? Because if, if you just think right now, whether it's a song, a book, a movie, I don't care. If you think like, and maybe you've had this floating in your head, but if you have this story idea in your head, I bet you know more or less how the story begins, right? You know the characters you have and the general type of story, right? And you know how the story is going to end as well. So... If, if, for example, you're like, oh, I have this Wolverine movie in my head, you probably think to yourself, okay, so I know I have Wolverine, and I think this is the villain that he's going to go up against, and it's going to end with Wolverine beating that villain and overcoming, you know, this whatever. It's the middle that needs to be filled out, right? And that's sort of your second verse. And even if you only have two verses, your story structure, your story arc, that three-act story structure is probably going to be First, act one would be first verse still. Act two is still that second verse. And act three might be in your bridge or it might be in an alternate chorus. And not all, not all songs have this three-act structure, but it is common that they do. So anyway, there are a lot of reasons it's difficult. We'll dive a little bit more into it as we go through this episode. But the first question we want to ask, foundational question, concept. What is the purpose of a second verse? Why is it there, right? What is it doing fundamentally? 
no matter what song, what is the truth that a second verse, like what, what's the truth of what a second verse is that is pretty much universally true? No matter what your song's about, whether it's a love story or or a song about how much you dislike a certain member of your family or, you know, whatever it's about. And I think that main commonality is to advance the story. So that first verse, which we already talked about, is to sort of introduce the story, right? It's like the pilot of a TV show. It introduces sort of the story that you're about to get, probably introduces you to the characters, right? And the character might just be you talking in the first person, but that's still a character, right? Because it's your perspective for the song, so that's a character. Or if you're a third-person narrator narrating, you know, the story of, of, you know, this woman over here or this man over here or, you know, the story of this dog over here, whatever it is, right? Like... That's the character of your story, right? And maybe as a narrator, you're also a character. But the characters have more or less been introduced in that first verse. So the second verse, you're picking up after that first chorus, usually, right? And you're continuing that story. You're advancing the story. And to be clear, too, in the strict sense of story, which when we think of a story, right, we think of time, like like it is a, a timed thing, right? At the beginning of the story, a timeline starts, right? And and by the end of the story, time has advanced, right? Time, time has gone by, right? So it might be, let's take, for example, one of my favorite songs, 100 Years by Five for Fighting. Love that song. But the first verse has 15 years old and 22 years old. The second verse then has 33 years old and 45 years old. And then the bridge contains 66, I believe it is, Um and then the final verse, so third verse actually, has 99, right? So it's actually covering a person's entire life in that song. So that would be an example of like clearly time has passed or seven years would be another example, right? First I was seven years old and then 11 years old or something. I, I, I don't really know that song that well, but um, regardless, right? Like there's a clear timeline there. You're telling a story in the traditional sense, right? In the movie sense, in the Benjamin Button sense, right? Timeline is moving. Um, but not all stories in the loose sense that we're using it here. So we're saying to advance the story, right? When I say that, not all songs have a timeline, right? Sometimes the first verse, like the whole thing is sort of like dropping you into a singular moment, right? And the singular moment is like, say, the moment somebody breaks up with you, right? You're not really covering the story of how they broke up with you. Like, first we met, and second, you know, there were some signs that it might not work out, and third, it didn't work out, right? Like, there's no story arc like that. It's just we're dropping you in the moment of a breakup. Maybe you're reflecting backwards and forwards, maybe. I don't know. But the first verse might be, you know, catered towards your feelings of shock. And then the second verse might be more catered towards your feelings of betrayal. And your third verse might be feelings of acceptance, right? But time hasn't necessarily advanced, right? This is all things going on in your head in one moment, right? So in that sense, the story hasn't advanced in that time hasn't advanced, right? There's the timeline of the entire song might be in an instant, all the emotions of an instant, right? So when I say to advance the story, I'm in a looser sense of story, in that you are changing the story, right? The, the story can't stay stagnant. Fundamentally, at the end of your second verse, the situation of the song needs to be altered from what you knew 
at the end of the first verse and at the end of the chorus, right? Because your second verse shouldn't be repeating what your first verse already covered, right? If your first verse covered, I'm so bitter, then the second verse just saying, I'm so bitter in a different way that doesn't like really give any more information. It's just like using slightly different symbols to communicate the exact same thing. That is not advancing the story, right? Maybe you need to show another side of things, right? So for example, you know, maybe the first verse you're showing the bitter side, but then that second, that second one, you're showing the sadness side, right? So maybe in the first one, you're dealing with how dare you do this to me. But in the second one, you're showing a different side to the story where you're actually just sad and thinking back of like all the good things that are now going to be gone because you're not going to be with, with that person anymore, right? So in that sense, you're still advancing the story, right? You're, you're changing the information that people have about the story rather than just repeating yourself. So another purpose of the second verse, if we're going to just talk really pragmatically, is to keep the listener hooked until the chorus returns, right? Um, which, which can be a difficult thing. I think there are a couple of fundamental things that you should normally do in a second verse that will help this. One thing is that the first verse often will be a double first verse, right? It has, a, it's, it's pretty long. The second verse should almost never still be a double verse. It should be half the length of the first verse. If your first verse was like 45 seconds or a minute or, you know, even 35 seconds maybe, and, and it clearly contains like two sections, right? That second verse should probably only contain one section. You don't want your set, you don't want to introduce the chorus and then make people wait another like whole minute to get to another chorus or to get to another highlight of the song, right? So that second verse should really accelerate into the next chorus. And a way to accelerate into the next chorus is often in a first verse, you can get away with like just a piano riff and a person singing the entire time. There's really no arrangement building or anything. You can get away with that, right? It still could be a good thing to build the arrangement, even if it's really subtly with like a little synth in the background that comes in for the second half of the verse or a single violin part or something like that. Um, but the second verse, I think it's really, really important that the second verse starts bigger than your first verse was, and then it grows, right? So let's let's think of the bigness of a section. Now, when I say bigness, it's a little vague, but um, the concept of bigness is sort of that that feeling of 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 size, right? How many instruments are played, how loud you perceive it to be, right? Like, how intimate it is, right? So, so, so if it's somebody singing with just an acoustic guitar, for instance, and they're singing sort of lower notes, baritone range notes, that would be an extremely intimate part of the song. That would be small, right? Small doesn't mean bad. Small is just, it's more intimate, right? It's like me sitting across from you, there's a little campfire there and I'm singing to you, right? Like that, that's sort of the vibe of that. But then if a chorus comes, for instance, and now there's like so many instruments, that's just sort of this wall of sound. Like you can hear like four electric guitars. You think you hear an acoustic over there and a, a piano somewhere in there. And I think you hear some strings and the drums are really going at this point, right? Like it just has this huge sound. And now it feels like, oh, there's a whole band playing on stage and it's loud and the speakers are blasting. So that's sort of what I'm, ta what I'm talking about for size. 
So let's do a 10 point scale to make it easy. Let's say the first verse is a two, right? It's really small and intimate. Then the chorus jumps up to like a seven, which would be pretty common, right? And then that gives you the sort of that jolt of like, ooh, that's exciting, right? Because there's a big jump from really small and intimate to huge and sort of epic. Um, but then the second verse, don't go all the way back down to a two. Go down to maybe a four, right? It can go down. We don't want the whole song to just be constant upwards in the sense of like it keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. You can do that. There are ways to do that. But generally, that's not how it's going to work. So in your second verse, you might want to bring it down to a four or a five. But unlike the first verse where you can maybe keep it at a two the whole time and then just jump to the seven of the chorus, this second time you probably want to keep ramping it up so that grows back into the next course being an eight, maybe like a little bigger than the last course. So your verse might start at a four and then five, six, seven, eight chorus, right? You really want to build and accelerate into the chorus rather than leaping into the chorus a little more so, right? I'm not saying you need to build all the way. Like, for example, you could maybe first, first, two, chorus, nine, and then second, first, four, five, six, jump back to nine, right? The point is, this second verse, you really shouldn't be going all the way down to how small the first verse was. It should feel like it's progressed since the first verse. If you put the second verse next to the first verse, there should be a clear difference even from the beginning. And then whether you grew the first verse or not, you really should grow that second verse to accelerate back into the chorus so that the listener knows like, okay, the chorus is coming back rather than just going back to like really relaxed. Because now you've introduced the chorus, right? They know the high point. So now when you go down to a lower point, right, a verse, and the reality is generally a verse is going to be disappointing relative to a chorus, right? So part of how you mitigate that, practically speaking, is you give that feeling of like it's accelerating back towards the chorus, right? It's kind of like, you know, if it is, say, the midpoint in a song there or a movie, there's a cool fight scene, right? After that, you're fine with it becoming more intimate, right? Somebody having a conversation with somebody after the fight or whatever, but you'd want the story to feel like it's accelerating back into the climactic fight, right? Sort of tensions building, right? But you need that tension to build. Otherwise, you're just going to be like bored. Like there's just a sweet fight and now there's people sitting around drinking alcohol talking about nothing, right? Like who cares? Why, like why am I here? Should I leave the movie? Was that the highlight? Is it already over? Right? So, so anyway. Just be thinking of that sort of thing. So what makes a second verse a good second verse? We've sort of covered that in some of what we said already, but um, let's say it again. It changes the game either by continuing the story, right? So that's continuing the story in the sense of like time is passing or adding developments that somewhat change the song, right? So again, if you're dropped into a moment, which a lot of songs are, right? Time doesn't necessarily pass from the beginning to an end of a song, things need to change, right? The situation needs to change, the perspective needs to change, or at least you're showing another perspective, right? Like the first verse could be showing a husband's perspective and the second verse shows the wife's perspective. And that kind of changes how you see the husband's perspective about things because now you have the wife's perspectives about things, right? Something like that. Um, and, and, and again, a good second verse doesn't feel like a letdown, you don't want somebody's attitude towards the second verse to be like, oh, I'll tune this out until the chorus comes back. Or like, this is just a stopgap until the, the 
the chorus comes back. That's not what you want, right? You want it to feel like, oh, okay, this is developing the story. This is making the chorus even more impactful because now more developments have happened. Things have changed. We're adding layers of meaning with the second verse, right? And then, you know, to mirror that three-act story structure, right, the, the midpoint of a story is in the middle of the movie or book or whatever, generally, and that's in the middle of the second act, right? And that midpoint is sort of that point where usually, like, the hero fails and it sort of changes everything. They, they finally learn, like, here's the thing I need to change in order to finally succeed when the climax comes, right? So, for example, it would be when, when Bane breaks Batman's back, right? Batman is utterly and totally defeated, but that is what allows him to eventually succeed, is what he learned, the lessons learned of his limitations from getting his butt kicked by Bane, Right? So, um, so that sort of concept, right? That midpoint might be, or even if you have one should be in your second verse, because again, no matter what your story structure, second verse is almost always going to be your second act equivalent, um, or at least the first half of your second act. So think of it in that term and, and you'll start to get a little more, feeling of purpose with the second verse, because I know, I think a common problem with a second verse is that people sort of lose sight of, of the purpose, right? The, the beginning is pretty simple, right? It's introducing the story. And then if you have a third verse or maybe you don't have a third verse, right? Like all the other parts are a little more clear. Like what is this supposed to do? Um, and, and the second verse is a little more vague and it's going to depend from story to story and song to song for sure. But thinking through some of these things are what's going to help you to figure out, like, instead of meandering through writing the second verse where you're like, uh, here's more to say about the subject, right? We don't want to just say more about the subject. We want to advance the story. We want to push it forward in some way. Um, And look, really practically, I allude to this at the beginning, that I spend often a lot more time on the second verse with the lyrics um, than I do on any other part of the song. When it comes to arranging, I'm usually spending more time on on the choruses and stuff because that's the biggest part of the song generally. Or if I have a finale, I probably spend a lot of time on the finale. Um, but when it comes specifically to lyrics, which for me at least is probably usually the, the most time-consuming part of songwriting. Um, so when it comes to the second verse... I spend so much more time on the second verse than other parts of the song, because as we talked about before, as I mentioned before, it is the hardest thing to write between knowing what to say, right? Because again, you usually have a clear picture of the end of the story and the beginning of the story. The middle is a little hazy, so that's one part of it. And then just that, that, that hard requirement of, you know, it can't be too disappointing after a chorus because the standard's been set by the chorus. Now we have a high point. So that pressure can get to the second verse. But also, you already have a template, right? You already have the amount of syllables. You already have a melody that you need to work with and and put plug lyrics into, sort of. Or even if you don't, right? Maybe you wrote lyrics first, which I've done plenty of times. You still have, like, the syllable count. You might not have the melody yet, but it's still the syllables need to line up more or less, with your first verse, right? Because the melody is going to end up being the same nine times out of ten. Once in a while, maybe not, but most of the time it is. So 
really practically embrace spending a lot more time writing the second verse. And I've mentioned this before, but it's worth mentioning again since we're talking just about a second verse here today. Um, And I think people undervalue the second verse. And it shows in how most people write their songs. And when you look at them, right, most of the time there is a clear, like if you had to pick out a clear weak spot of a song, it is the second verse. And even a good second verse, sometimes it's still the weak spot. But we don't want, like, there's a difference between a phoned-in weak spot, right? Like, like wow, they didn't even, like, this is just garbage thrown against the wall. Uh, versus, like, hey, I mean, everything needs to have a relative weak spot, right? Like, like every every NFL team has a worst wide receiver, right? They're still better than anybody at playing in college. But, you know, somebody has to be the worst, right? Like, the, that's just the nature of things. Um, but there's a big difference between that those two. And we really want to avoid that first one where it feels sort of phoned in, but it's very common. And I think there are several reasons for it, including what we talked about, it being difficult, right? But here's another thing. Sometimes people think through the value of something wrong. So for example, somebody would say that a first verse and a chorus are overall more valuable than a second verse. And I would generally agree with that because your first verse is sort of your intro. If you don't have a decent or good first verse, people don't even make it to the chorus, right? And then if you don't have a good chorus, like, again, as I said before, it's pretty hard to name a song that you really like that you think has a garbage chorus or like doesn't have a good chorus, right? Like to even have a passable song, you need those two things. So they are more valuable. But I would say this. Any decent song gets those two things right, right? That, that's not going to make you a great song or a special song, though. That's just status quo, right? Like, that's like a movie that has a hero that you can cheer for, right? Like, that's not a win. That's just status quo, right? If, if I watch a movie and I think I don't even like this hero, I hope they lose, like, Nothing else matters now. The whole, the, who cares, right? Why do I watch this movie and, even? Because I, I know they're going to win and I don't even want them to win. And I think they're unlikable. I don't want to cheer for them. You've already lost me, right? So, so it's not a win or like, oh, well, at least I nailed this, right? Like you have to nail that. That's, that's a bare minimum requirement for a viable movie or in this case, song. So really where I think you win a song in the sense of like, you know, you, you have a really good song or a great song is with a second verse and a bridge, which we're going to talk about later. But a second verse is the big one, because I think between the two, people tend to write better bridges than second verses, although bridges are the other often neglected part of a song. So change your perspective from, well, a first chorus or sorry, a first verse and a chorus are much more important. So I need to nail those. And the rest isn't really that important as long as I have a good chorus. Right. Change that perspective. That's not a good perspective. That's an average perspective. That's this perspective of somebody who doesn't want to get better at their craft. That's a bad perspective, right? That's just like status quo. If your aim is status quo, do us all a favor and stop songwriting, right? Like it's it's sort of like when I tell you, look, if you're too lazy to learn the basic four pillars of music theory that I teach in my free guide, which I guess I'll mention now that I'm talking about it, uh, free guide, four pillars of music theory, I think... There is a lot of music theory that songwriters 
don't need. There's some music theory that's not even useful, right? Because it's too academic. Uh, but there's a lot of song, there's a lot of music theory that I think is helpful, but not really necessary. And then there are four foundational concepts that you have no business writing music if you don't understand. Keys, intervals, chords, and chord progressions. Um, those are the four things. So if you want to learn those four things, I have a free guide that will teach you those four things in detail. I promise it will, it will help you to understand those things. And once you understand those foundational concepts, your songwriting abilities will just just increase by so much. But anyway, so like that, right? Or, or taking the time to write lyrics, right? If you're too lazy to do those things, you have no business being a songwriter, right? Like it's like somebody being a CEO of a company who's like disinterested in finances, right? You have no business running a company. If you think oh, finances are uninteresting, right? Then, then get out, right? Cause there's a million people who are going to do better at, than that, better at that than you, Right. Like there's no room for this. Like, oh, well, I'm OK with being OK. If you're OK with being OK, why are you listening to this pod- podcast? Right. Like hopefully like why I do this podcast. Bit of a soapbox here. Stay with me. <laughs> why I do this podcast, why I do these videos is to inspire people and to help people to write meaningful music that can impact other people as well as like help themselves. Right. Because. I, I'm a firm believer that that songwriting, first and foremost, is a high form of self self therapy. I mean, I've gotten through myself through a lot, through a lot of dark places in life with songwriting. But then that next higher calling is then you can you can help other people by shining a light on some of your dark spots in life and so, some of what you've gone through in life. And that can help other people get through hard times themselves, right? Whether you're writing happy music to get them th- through it, to forget their issues or to think, oh, but it's going to be okay eventually or sad music to say like, hey, you think you're alone. You're the only one who's experienced the sadness. You're not. I've felt it too. And, you know, I'm still here. I'm I'm doing okay now or I'm crushing it now. So, so can you, right? Like, sort of that hope through sadness, which is more my route. But regardless, right, that's why we're here. And just going for status quo or okay songs is not that, right? If you're just a pure hobbyist who doesn't want to impact people with music, doesn't want to, like, you just sort of do it for fun, you noodle around on your guitar, and you're like, oh, I'm curious, okay, fine. But if you have real goals, not for, like, success, right? Financial success. I I never talk about like how to write a hit song, right? Because I think all those people who try to sell you on that are lying to you, right? Like how to write a hit song. uh, The answer is once somebody's a pop star, whatever they push out will be a hit song, no matter how garbage it is, right? Like just look at the top 10 at any point, right? Most of those songs are complete garbage, especially lyrically, right? But they're poppy, they're catchy, you know, they're the they're the Big Mac of burgers, right? It's not a good burger, but it's freaking everywhere. So people consume it and they like it, right? So that's the real answer. And the idea that you can just like pump out hit songs from your basement, you and I, is ridiculous, right? Like, no, no. And 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 is that really art? Is that higher art, right? Like that that sounds like you're trying to make a make Michael Bay movie. Do we really want to be the Michael Bay of songwriting where like everybody knows it's garbage. It's never helped anybody. It's just a bunch of meaningless explosions like whatever. 
or do you want to be the Christopher Nolan of songwriting, right? Where like it's genuinely good and it can impact a lot of people, right? Because I also don't think that just being super artsy is helpful, right? Like if you're so artsy and you have a 13 minute song with 20 time signature changes, most people don't want to listen to that. It's just pretentious whatever. So like hipster music, I also have no use for because it's like, yeah, but you're just trying to be different. That's not different doesn't mean it's good. Sometimes there's a reason nobody does what you're doing, right? It's because it sounds terrible or it sucks or what. Anyway, soapbox over, I promise. So, um, so yeah, music theory. Learn those four pillars. Link in the description below. Um, whether you're on YouTube or not. Also, if you're enjoying this content so far or you agree with any of what I just said in that rant, drop a like if you're on Facebook and, or Facebook. Wow. If you're on YouTube, <laughs> drop a like uh i don't know where that well i guess because likes sort of were common to facebook but anyway um also subscribe hit the little notification bell if you're on youtube so that you get more videos like this every single monday and so you know when the next part in this series comes out but anyway let's get back into it so Spend more time writing a second verse was the thing that I was I was trying to sell to you before I, I got off on my soapbox. Um, and so so here here's the other thing. So just to recap, because I know that I then went on a rant that was probably like five or ten minutes. Um, but I hope you took that to heart because that's very important to me. But anyway, um, or should be important to you, I should say. Who cares what I think? Um, so. The first thing is that X factor thing of like, you have to get the first verse and chorus, right? Like that's just status quo. If you want to be good at songwriting, if you want to have a good song or a great song, you need to get the second verse right and bridge. But we're talking about second verse today. The other thing is let's assume that you have a song that has a first verse, a chorus, a second verse, and a bridge. And that's just like repeats choruses, right? Which a lot of songs are. That means that your your second verse is approximately one quarter or 25% of the total quality of your song. It makes up 25% of your song. Now, it doesn't time-wise, right? Because the chorus repeats and the second verse doesn't, I assume. Um, but as far as written lyric goes, it's a quarter of your song. A quarter. Do you really want to phone in a quarter of your song, right? If you read a book that's 400 pages and 100 pages of it were garbage, are you even going to finish that book? Even if the first 200 pages were good, but from 200 to 300 is a total slog, are you going to finish that book? If you're very dedicated, maybe. But like, no, that's unacceptable, right? And this isn't, we're not authors, right? We don't have, we don't have the... Because an author can get away with even several pages of like, and the butterfly fluttered and the sunset glistened off of its viscous wings, right? Like they can say stuff like that and and we're like, ugh, whatever. And we'll read pages even of that. But then it gets back to the story and that represents a very small percentage of time and small percentage of total pages, total content in the book that we're willing to let that go. As songwriters, we don't have that luxury, right? We have maybe 200, 300, maybe total words in our song. If you're phoning in 25% of that, like, that's terrible. Don't do that. Um, and even if you have three verses, that's now five parts of your song. It's 20% of your song to phone in your, your second verse. So don't do it. Just spend more time on it because, you know, 
let's let's think in in grades in school. Uh, let's think about grades in school. Let's relate it to that, right? So, and, and we'll even do the the we'll assume three verses. So it's twenty percent of your song. If you phone in your second verse, that means even if the entire rest of your song is perfect, one hundred percent on the rest of it, you got an eighty percent. You get a B minus on your song. And that's if everything else is perfect, right? And I know that this isn't perfect. You can say, well, a chorus is worth disproportionately more than other parts of the song. Yeah, okay, fine, whatever. But like, you know, we got to draw a line somewhere. So just ride with me here. 80% at best, if everything else is perfect, right? And even if you think, okay, in the case where there are three verses and a chorus and, and a bridge, at best, a second verse is worth 10% of the total, like, if we were to grade the quality of a song. Okay, fine. So now, again, if you, everything else is perfect, which isn't going to happen, right? Your chorus is not going to be perfect. Your bridge is not going to be perfect. Your first verse is not going to be perfect. Your third verse is not going to be perfect. Even if it's perfect, you're looking at a 90% at best, which you might say, oh, that's pretty high. But again, if only if you're thinking status quo are you thinking, oh, that's good enough for me, right? Like we want to hit as close to 100% as possible. And then if we go the other direction, right, where it's you only have two verses and we go 25%, now you're looking at a C, a C, a 75% at best when you're phoning in, right? So you get like a zero on your second verse. And again, yes, you can say, well, phoning it in, it would be like a five out of 25 points or whatever. The point remains, right? Like, like, are you, are you tracking with me? Where like, you can't afford to phone in certain parts, right? Because you don't want to score 50% on your song. That's a crappy song. And that's what you probably what you're scoring. If you have a good chorus and a good first verse and you phone in the rest, right? That's a failing grade. You, you should want more than that. So second verse is very, very important. It's the difference between a hobbyist and somebody who's a real songwriter. And when I say hobbyist, I don't mean hobbyist in the sense that like a lot of us are hobbyists, right? But that doesn't necessarily indicate how good we are at songwriting. It's just that we haven't monetized it yet or we or haven't monetized it much or, you know, like it's, it's overwhelmingly something we do for fun. When I say hobbyist in this sense, though, I'm talking about like somebody who just like noodles around and they have no real endeavors to do anything with songwriting. They're just like, oh, it's a fun thing to do, which... Is, is okay, right? Like, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you want to be a real quality songwriter, you need to be able to get the second verse. So let's get specific as we wrap this up. Little pro tip. Don't repeat what you already said in verse one. I know that seems obvious, but you would be amazed how many times, even I've done it, right? Like, I'm, I'm telling you this, and I've done it even semi-recently. I caught myself doing it, so then I finally re-edited the, the, the second verse. Um because it's really easy to kind of repeat yourself, but just say it in a slightly different way in that second verse as you did the, like you say the same thing in the first verse, basically, you just like slightly color it differently, which maybe if you color it, color it differently enough, that can be okay, right? Like if, for example, you tell the exact same story in the first verse and the second verse, but one is from, you know, the guy's perspective and one is from the girl's perspective, right? Like that, that might be then colored enough in, in different ways that that's okay, but generally... I want to avoid that. And again, I said this before, but just to make sure, if you have that double first verse, right, where it's it's 
kind of long. It's maybe 45 seconds, maybe a minute long, maybe 35 seconds. I don't know. Uh, depends on your total song length, right? Probably your second verse, you want to be shorter. You really don't, the biggest trap you can fall into with your second verse is, is dragging, right? It can feel like it's dragging. Like, ugh, I just had this high point of a course. I had this exciting fight scene and now like just people are sitting around drinking coffee. Um, so, and again, usually you want to build your second verse, even if your first verse doesn't build and you want to start your second verse at a more epic, larger point than your first verse started at, maybe even than your first verse finished at. Um, so I hope this was helpful to you. If it was, and you haven't already, be sure to drop that like, hit the, hit the subscribe button and click the notification bell. If you are on YouTube, if you are listening via podcast, I appreciate you listening. The best thing you can do to help out, as always, is to go to iTunes and leave a kind four or five star review, preferably five stars. If you feel like you can't give that review, I would prefer that you email me, joseph at songwritertheory.com, and tell me what I can improve, how I can help you better to earn a five star review from you. Again, learn those four pillars of music theory that is just all important for a songwriter. And even if you don't need it, it will make you exponentially faster at writing music because you'll understand some of the basic rules. Um, And if you say, oh, rules, like you need rules. And yes, you can break rules sometimes, but you need to know the rules to break them right. Um, Anyway, I won't go too far in that sub box. I have plenty of other podcasts that do, but link in the description for that. Totally free. My gift to you for making it all the way through this podcast. Um, So hopefully it was helpful to you. Next week, we're going to be covering the bridge, the other X factor of a song, in my opinion. Let me know in the comments below if there is something that you would like me to cover, and I will be happy probably to get to that. I'd still have a list of some things people have requested that I haven't gotten to. Um, there are a couple things that people request that are really niche. So I didn't feel like I could get to it. So I just like told them via email. Um, but regardless, I appreciate you joining me and I will talk to you about bridges next week. <laughs>